Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update. And for this helpful discussion, I am thankful to be joined once again, as always, remotely by Sean McCreary, Wealth Investment Officer in First United's Wealth Management Department. Sean, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you, as always, coming back. And and as always, it's that time of month again where we want to uh, get our economic and market review. Uh, so I know you've prepared... As always, the positives, the negatives, and some conclusions for the market, what the strategies you all are taking um, in, in dealing with the current economic environment we have. So where do you want to where do you want to start today? Yeah, I think I think the positives, I think, still come first. Is, okay. as we, we really still think the, the positives as of right now kind of outweigh the negatives. We still see uh, positive economic growth. Uh, for for this, uh, as we move into 2022, we expect to see a good year, um, and we continue to make progress. Um, one of the big things that we look at every month is is kind of where we are in the uh, employment market and job market, and how that's doing. We continue to see healing there. Um, as of uh, December, uh, we recently got the December uh, non-farm payrolls report. Um, that showed an addition of 199,000 jobs below expectations, which were closer to 450,000, but, but still a pretty positive report. We saw the unemployment rate actually edged down to below 4% that, at 3.9%, which by many economists consider below 4% being full employment. Um, we also saw rage, wages which have been uh, <clears throat> rising pretty steadily here recently, uh, rise again for December at a, at a 4.7% annual pace, which is pretty strong, um, well above what we had kind of seen for the last 10 years. So um, so positive things there. Initial jobless claims continue to be kind of uh, at, at uh, <clears throat> basically all-time low levels, right around that 200,000 mark is where we've recently seen them. Um, and actually the four-week average of those, which is a number we prefer to kind of look at for the, the general trend there, um, is at the lowest level it's since uh, around 1970. So fairly tight labor market, but but healthy things that and things that we expect to see uh, growth going forward as, as demand for jobs continues to be or, or labor demand for labor continues to be fairly strong and, and workers are confident out there as we see in the most recent job openings and labor turnover survey uh, report that reported uh, 10 million uh, jobs overall still remain open um, for for people to, to fill uh, that that companies have open and then the quits rate which we've talked about before that that rate where um, <clears throat> basically says that 
uh, a worker is confident enough that they think there's a, a job out there, they're willing to go take a uh, or, or have the ability to go take a, a better paying job or um, uh, just a better job in general. And that that rate continues to be at a record in, in the most recent reading at four point five million. Do you, so, do you all see this as sort of like a leftover or continuation of the shift in the workforce from the pandemic and just people finding different ways to, to work and different methods that they can work from remotely or, or from different location, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's really what we've, we've continued to see. Um, and it, it's kind of this shift, um, that people, people we've seen over the last, last year, really, um, of, of people thinking they have better opportunities elsewhere and, and, and because of wage growth and, and, and high demand for workers, there typically is, is, uh, a, a better opportunity elsewhere for most, for most workers. So, um, and, and really that overall just, just really just, uh, indicates a, a strong labor market overall is, is what kind of what we, we take from that. And, um, and, and what we were seeing really in, in, in 2019, prior to the pandemic, we were, we were starting to see, see a lot of the same things take place as well. Um, but we'll see how, how that kind of continues over this, over this, uh, year. Cause a lot of these readings, um, Tim, and then we could go lower. We're not, we're not to the lowest unemployment rate, uh, that we've seen we were at much lower level there right before uh the pandemic hit uh, so we still have a little ways to go but it, it definitely is kind of a, a later cycle reading once we get to 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 a tighter labor market like this um so so we'll see how how much longer we have for this business cycle run um as for again more positive things institute of supply management they they uh, did their manufacturing and in, in, in service indices for December uh, and both continue to report exceptional growth levels, but have come down somewhat um, from from November levels for December. Manufacturing uh, was at 58.7 percent down from just above 61 percent in November. And then uh, the service index fell to 62 percent in December from an all-time high of 69.1 percent in November, which still are very are fantastic readings, very strong readings. Again, if on uh, this diffusion index, if you're above 50, you're in expansion. If you're below 50, you're in contraction. If you're above 55 percent, uh, it, it uh, means really, really exceptional growth. Um, and both from remain above that. So we'll see. Uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times when, when they've been this good for this long, there's, there's, uh, and they were really actually above 55% since I think February of last year of 2021. Um, uh, unfortunately, the, 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 a lot of times we kind of come back to the mean, which is much closer to uh, 50%. So we'll see. So see how these things trend i mean they continue to report and this is why we look at this uh ism number is because it's one of the few numbers that we have that's kind of looking out forward it's looking at forward-looking data that's kind of asking these managers to say okay what are you seeing in the future uh what do you see about demand uh six months from now kind of thing and so that's kind of why why this is one of the one of the most important readings that we look at um and and why why not only us, but many other marketers look at the, these numbers. Then for uh, the next thing we look at is earnings. Um, we're basically on Friday, this past uh, Friday, um, 
Uh, we started earnings season, the fourth quarter earnings season. Um, the the kind of big banks, J.P. Morgan, some others, kind of kicked it off. Um, but just kind of coming, looking at expectations for this earnings season, um, it's currently sit at approximately 22.5% growth versus the fourth quarter of 2020. Uh, and looking at 2022 overall, we expect earnings growth to remain positive positive but moderate from 2021's really fantastic results for 2022 we expect earnings growth of approximately 10 to 12 percent for the s p 500 so so pretty strong growth but definitely not what we what we saw in in, in 2021 that was again compared to 2020 which was uh, a, definitely a down year and had some very easy comparisons uh well <clears throat> 2022 had very strong or 2021 had very strong uh earnings and uh really uh, considerable and fantastic earnings growth. Um, and so 2022 will have a, a much tougher s- comparisons ahead of it, but we, right. we, we still expect 10 to 12% growth for the S and P 500 in 2022. So still, still strong earnings as we see demand continues to, to maintain this far. <laughs> and then for, for GDP economic growth overall for the U S uh, we think, again, it should moderate uh, from uh, 2021's impressive results, but still still be pretty positive and, and pretty strong relatively uh, for fourth quarter. So if the fourth quarter growth meets current expectations of around 6.8%, uh, that'll bring 2021 with a close of 5.5% uh, <coughs> growth uh, for 2021. As for 2022, again, tougher comparisons um it'll be interesting and it'll probably take uh some some continued good consumer demand uh with with strong wage growth we we think that'll that'll maintain uh but less government subsidies obviously but we expect to see around 3.4 percent gdp growth on a on a year-over-year basis which really in in the big scheme of things looking at the uh 10-year recovery uh, prior to the pandemic from the great recession we were averaging really around more more close closer to two percent growth so uh, uh, above three percent number would be still fairly strong for the u.s yeah excellent all right so a lot of good things happening what's the what's what's on the negative side so for the negative side uh we still still have the kind of the path of COVID virus uh still a very important driver for economic growth in 2022 but one thing we have changed there is we don't think this is any longer the most important driver of economic growth obviously if a new variant were to were to come out that that was resistant to vaccines and, and things that could still be a, a a big development but as we've kind of moved away from the uh the the start of the pandemic each of these new variants, we've seen less and less effect on on the economic growth. Um, so as we get into 2022, um, though it's still an important driver, and, and we've seen the Omicron variant uh, cause record high cases and starting to see higher hospitalizations, uh, but <laughs> less deadly thus far. Um, we, we think this combined with a kind of a, a growing com- aversion to economic shutdowns and, and restrictions, we think um, 
risk assets overall will will uh, really ignore uh, for the most part uh, the the virus kind of going forward and, we, and we've seen that economically as well we've we've seen countries other than other than China he still kind of has a uh, zero covid policy most other countries have kind of moved away from that luckily uh, and 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 things have uh, <clears throat> there's been less effect on on economic growth as as we've seen these these Delta and, and Omicron variants come in, um, and we think that'll continue into 2022. Um, but but still, something to watch. We'll, we'll see, but but just not overly fearful of of new variants uh, as we go forward. Okay. <laughs> Next, uh, valuations still remain a concern. Again, as if we if we continue to get strong earnings growth in that 10 to 12 percent, we think uh, it won't be as much of a problem. But if kind of higher levels of inflation, which we'll talk about here in a second, and supply chain issues really continue to uh, were to sap earnings momentum and earnings growth, uh, markets are, could definitely be vulnerable just because of where valuations lie currently. Um, but overall, <clears throat> what we've kind of been saying here probably for the last six months at least, that these higher valuations, the main thing they lead to is higher levels of volatility. That that. It's what we've seen here at the beginning of 2022, and I think what we what we expect to see over the course of 2022 as a whole. Next, the other things we're looking at is is a monetary policy mistake, and we've had this had this risk uh, in in uh, our our outlook before. Uh, and that was back in, in 2018, 2019 uh, as well. And is <clears throat> really when there's a change of monetary policy uh, and, and we start to see uh, uh, the very easy policy become tighter policy. Uh, there's always the risk of that, that uh, central banks tighten too much. Stop, uh, stop growth in an economy and then possibly even incite a recession. Um, with with the Fed now starting to speed up their tapering process of of the, the bond purchasing that they've been doing, um, which is now expected to end right around March uh, of this year, uh, and possibly rate hikes beginning that same month. Well, that the risks of a monetary policy mistake are definitely rising. So that's, and it's not only here in the U.S. It's it's around the globe as well as as many other central banks are are, are starting to think about or at least talk about rating rising or uh, <coughs> raising interest rates or have already started to do so. Um, we we definitely <coughs> that that there's definitely a concern that that we continue to monitor and. Uh, but, but thus far, we don't think it will stop out uh, growth for, for 2022, but maybe 2023, uh, that that might be a, a question that we, we come across uh, later down the line. But, and, and, and unfortunately, I don't think a, a, a recession in 2022 is out of the realm of possibilities, though we do see it as, as much less likely, that's for sure. Gotcha. And one of the main main causes could be uh, inflation, and that's a risk that we've uh, seen talked about a lot here recently. Um, with as it just most recent reading on uh, CPI, consumer price inflation, actually was uh, was one of the highest we've seen in, in around 30 years. Um, it, it, inflation risk to financial markets. 
um, is really <laughs> through lower corporate profits or higher interest rates. Um, one of the things we continue to monitor is, is pricing power trends. So basically what we're looking at is, is uh, what, what are company margins uh, looking like uh, as we go through this, this fourth quarter earnings season. Um, that can be a, a big, big tell as to what all is going on uh, with, with these pricing, pricing pressures and inflation. Um, and, and this how, um, what is what's going on with with the margins for for these large companies uh we do we we do think inflation this likely is kind of the high this most recent reading that we've gotten and we think our base case continues to be that it'll it'll moderate as we go through 2022 and in in the year closer to the Fed's target of two percent, probably around the three percent level, maybe a little bit lower, um, as comparisons from this past year are are much much higher than where they were in in, in uh, twenty twenty. Um, but but we'll see. There's always a possibility that that, that inflation kind of entrenches and we we stay at higher levels going forward. But but uh, that's not our base case. But definitely is a risk to to our outlook. That's for sure. Right. All right. So, so with uh, the positives and negatives in mind, Sean, what, what conclusions and strategies are you all looking at right now to, to kind of keep all that in check? Right. Yeah. I mean, overall, again, 2020 or 2021, definitely a great year. Um, and S&P 500 ended with over a 20% uh, return and, and many other indexes uh, follow or were above that 20% level as well. We kind of went back and looked. Okay, what what typically uh, takes place in the year year after following a twenty percent year? And actually, um, the, the S and P five hundred actually usually does a little bit better than normal, uh, with an a- average uh, since nineteen eighty of right under twelve percent total return the following year. Uh, you're following a twenty percent plus total return. And actually, if you go back even further, since the kind of post World War II area era um all years following a, a 20% return is is right around 14%. So actually some good years following it that doesn't mean it's going to happen but at least uh, statistically speaking it's kind of been the in the favor. Though we 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 know 2022 will bring a lot of challenges uh, both familiar and new kind of including that stubborn inflation that we've been seeing. We still have a lot of supply chain mess, and then one of the things that's kind of causing that inflation are supply chains that are still kind of out of whack. Um, and then we also have uh, midterm election season uh, that's coming up this year as well, which uh, most most of us are, are pretty pretty confident that'll be a very uncivil one for sure. Um, <laughs> no <laughs> politicians. <laughs> But but our outlook again again really remains positive. Uh, expected returns to be kind of in that mid to high single digit range, not not the twenty percent plus we've seen, and, and probably a little bit under what the kind of normal average is, just because we have we have some of these kind of challenges in in front of us. Um, but we again really anticipate an interesting year, i.e., higher volatility, but still positive returns uh, for for equity markets. And then on the the, uh, the fixed income side of things, with the Fed uh, raising um, or kind of <clears throat> changing their policy here recently, it's been somewhat surprising because they're they've been 
almost oversharing their their intentions here recently but another pivot is is kind of what they've been known for as well since uh the fed share jerome powell kind of took over is, is a lot of pivots and so their most recent pivot of of increasing this uh <clears throat> increasing uh their their tapering of bond purchases to a faster pace and 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 has has kind of made the market price in at least three rate hikes, possibly even four rate hikes uh, for this year, 2022. Um, now that would <clears throat> that would kind of mean 75 to 100 basis points uh, higher for their uh, their kind of <clears throat> overnight lending rate. Um, and <clears throat> and if we get to that, uh, we still have a, a positive. A sloping yield curve, but any much further, and and it would be interesting to see uh, what the the yield curve looks like. Now, we do expect some flattening there of the yield curve. We have a little bit of a steeper yield curve, which basically means the the rates out further, the ten year and thirty year Treasury rate are are much higher uh, than than the the short term rates. But as the Fed rate raises those rates, we expect uh, those longer term rates to really not move that much. Um, currently, we have a 10-year rate around 1.8% level. Us and our <clears throat> research partners don't think that'll get much above uh, a 2% level. Um, and so we'll see some flattening of that that yield curve, but not enough to take us uh, into a recessionary environment uh, and basically invert that yield curve, which which typically precedes a, a recession. So uh, but we do think it'll it'll slow somewhat uh, the <laughs> slow economic growth somewhat, um, and and with our positioning uh, in our portfolios, we continue to <laughs> remain uh, high, overweight, shorter duration assets, uh, ones that'll come due at a quicker pace, and also ones <laughs> that have the ability to reset on a monthly basis at, at higher rates if, if rates continue to move higher such as kind of floating rate bank bank loan strategy uh there is kind of one of our our larger overweights for our fixed income portfolio just because we we continue to see rates going higher through through the year got it sean thank you as always for joining me and and providing such uh in-depth information if any of our listeners have a question or want to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need? I think the the, the easiest way is to go to mybank.com, click on, click on the, the wealth management tab and, and there'll be a, uh, a way to get in touch. And that would probably be the, the easiest way. Excellent. Sean McCreary, wealth investment officer in First United's wealth management department. Sean, thanks. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature 
and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.